Merry Christmas. You're here. You made it. You can check getting to church off your list of things to do this season. Well done. Take a deep breath, unless you're allergic to incense, in which case shallow breaths are best. But either way, relax. Know that God is here and that you have already done everything you need to do in order for God to meet you in this place. I'm glad you're here. And I believe God is glad too. I just wish the secret to navigating the rest of my holiday stress was as simple as showing up. The holidays are hard, aren't they? And that's true even when Christmas Eve doesn't fall on a Sunday. You've got to figure out all the stuff, the things to buy, especially those people that are not happy with anything. And once you figure out what to buy them, you've got to figure out where to find it. You've got to go to work parties and neighborhood parties and friend parties and family parties. There's food to make for your own household, food to make to give away to other people, and then there's traveling. You either load up your own car and head out of town or you welcome family into your own home. Either way, it's a hassle. And the whole time, no matter where you are or who you're with, there's always that struggle of trying to keep the peace trying to keep the peace between people who just seem to show up itching for a fight. All we really want is for the people we love to be happy. But making other people happy is a pretty stressful affair. Maybe if the people we loved just told us what they want. If they made a list, a list of all the gifts and the foods and the conversation topics that would make them happy. If they gave us that list, then we would know exactly what to buy, what to cook, and what conversation topics to steer clear of, and everyone would be happy. If their preferences could just become our list, then surely everything would work out just right, right? You know it doesn't work that way, right? When I was a little kid, I used to spend a week at my grandparents' house every summer. It was a magical week of being the center of attention. Every day while I was there, my grandmother found something else for us to do, like going to the museum, or playing miniature golf, or showing me off to some of her friends. But one thing we never failed to do every summer was to go Christmas shopping. My grandmother would take me to the mall, from Toys R Us to Macy's department store to Barnes & Noble, and let me pick out whatever I wanted to find under the tree five months later. At first, it was a fabulous arrangement. Who doesn't want to pick out his own Christmas presents, right? There's no risk of an out-of-touch septuagenarian picking out the wrong thing. But before long, the magic was lost. By the time I was eight years old, my memory was good enough that when I picked up the present, even before I tore into the paper, I remembered what it was. And about that same time, I started to feel this pressure to pick out the right gift, the one that would make my grandmother happy. When we went shopping, I would be attentive to any of those subtle cues that she would give me, letting me know what my grandmother thought her grandson should buy. And in the end, I found myself with a pile of books and CDs and learning games that were more suited for a classroom than a playroom. 
my grandmother wanted to make me happy and I wanted to make her happy and in the end, neither of us was very happy. Even perfectly made and perfectly executed plans fall short. We don't want stuff under the tree. We want the stuff under the tree to be a sign that we are loved. And we want to be loved without having to tell someone what to buy or what to cook or what to say in order to make us feel loved. We want to be loved by someone who knows us well enough to know what they're supposed to do to make us feel loved in the first place. And you know what? We want to love them back in just the same way, don't we? We want them to know how much we love them more than they can possibly imagine. But loving someone like that isn't easy. Even perfect plans fall short. And that's why the holidays are so stressful. But it's also exactly why Christmas is so important. On this holy night, we hear the angels say to you, is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. And with those words, God lets us know that it doesn't matter whether our plans are perfect or whether they completely miss the mark. The only thing that matters is that God has already loved us, and that love has the power to make us perfect. The birth of Jesus was not a plan set in motion, but the fulfillment of God's love for all time. The angel didn't say this child would grow up to be our savior someday. God didn't tell the shepherds to come back in 30 years when this baby was ready to take charge. God doesn't ask us to stay tuned and wait for that day when Jesus would show up and save them. The good news of Christmas is that our salvation is already here. It comes to us as fully and completely as a newborn baby. Like any child who comes into our lives, God's salvation isn't something we're supposed to learn how to use or figure out how to take advantage of. That gift is not something we can mess up or get wrong. The gift itself is perfect because the gift is perfect love. There in Bethlehem, all the love we would ever want to show and all the love we would ever hope to receive is wrapped up in those bands of cloth and laid in a manger. That's because In the birth of Jesus, God has taken what is unavoidably imperfect within us and united it to God's perfect self. And that means that everything that is broken within us is already made whole. All we have to do is show up. There's no assembly required. There's no need to keep up with gift receipts. There's no chance that something's not going to fit. There's no worry that our plans will fall short. By coming to us as perfect love, God makes our love for each other perfect. God doesn't give us the Christ child to show us that we have the potential to become better, that if we work hard enough, we maybe, just maybe, might actually succeed in loving one another as fully as we hope. No. 
In the birth of our Savior, God has already made our love perfect by loving us perfectly. We come this night to see again just how much we are loved. Enough that God would be born in us and for us. On this night, our souls are filled again to overflowing, not because they have been empty or lacking in any way, but because at Christmas we see again that they have always been full. It is nothing less than our own perfect love that we behold in the birth of our Savior. Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. Let us see in that Christ child just how much we have been loved by God, loved even to perfection. And let us love one another with that same perfect love, which is God's gift to us this night. Thanks be to God. Amen.